everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What we've been able to reveal is that there are a lot of myths around women. Women are not ambitious. Well, that's definitely not right. Uh, We've shown that women are very ambitious and very confident about being ambitious. That was Edwina Dunn, and she has the data to back up what she's saying. Edwina is a pioneer in the field of big data so much so that she was awarded an OBE, one of the British Empire's highest honors for her work. But her pioneering work isn't limited to data. She's also working to get more women into leadership roles in all fields. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We're bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Now, Edwina Dunn is recognized globally for her game-changing work in data science and consumer insights. In 1989, she co-founded and led Dunhumby, a data company which transformed the world of retail and consumer packaged goods with its groundbreaking loyalty programs. After selling Dunhumby, she went on to become the chair of StarCount, a data science consultancy. In 2015, Edwina founded The Female Lead, which helps shape and inform new policies to level the playing field for women. Listen and learn why Edwina Dunn is one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Edwina, thanks so much for joining us. Kim, I'm delighted to be here with you. Well, we are very excited about this conversation in particular for lots of reasons. Much about your career to date has been about big data, which we'd love to talk about. Then, of course, getting into what you're doing with the female lead. But to start, Big data has had a huge impact uh, and continues to have a huge impact on contemporary life. And you've really been a pioneer in this field. In 1989, you founded a global data science company, 
which created the first mass loyalty program and changed the way people shop. And now you're the chair of a data marketing company, StarCount. What drew you to this field and why is data science so important to our everyday lives? Well, thank you. I mean, yes, it's a great question. I, I have to say, I, I was lucky in my first job. I, I studied geography and no one who studies geography ever thinks they're going to have an amazing career following that. Um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think I was going to step into a role where spatial analysis was important. And actually, I did. And it was at a time where if you were a graduate, you really had your choice of job. And I got offered five roles. And I remember thinking one of them was kind of special, a little idiosyncratic, but special. And that was the one eventually that I joined. And it was a big American software consultancy. But the part I was joining was a small unit that was starting out in uh, London. It had been in Bermuda and then Ireland, um, I guess, for tax reasons during R&D development. And they created this amazing software program. And I joined them in London. And boy, did I land on my feet. I couldn't believe it. Um, It was just, I think it was just such a forward thinking business. It was a meritocracy to start with. It was two and a half thousand people, really, really clever, software developers, really, really bright minds. And, you know, I was this young thing and absorbed everything like a sponge. And I was with a team, a tiny team of five other people. And we um, we used data, the first kind of big data, to look at how do you match um, people to the kind of facilities that you need to have in local areas. And that's really where it all began. Where do you locate hospitals? Where do you locate fire stations or police stations or schools? Um, So all of these resources, and we use census data, which at the time was hard to manage and manipulate. And that's where I learned everything. So fast forward, you got in early, as you said, in a really interesting way. And then you really, I mean, you took it really far. You you founded companies and, and you chair a data marketing company. What was it like to start your first company? At the time, it was really scary because you you never really know if you're mad or you're doing something that is going to work. Um, most of our friends and ex-colleagues had far more confidence about what we were going to do because I started it with my husband. So we were broke. We were both out of a job, in a sense, because we were starting this new business. We had a huge mortgage and we were desperate to make it successful. And so, you know, far from it being this really clever strategy, it was actually, we have to make this work. So we worked really, really hard and um, everything started to come together. And so much is, you know, timing and being in the right place at the right time. And we coincided the beginning of our business to the absolutely dramatic change in the capability of technology. So our trajectory almost followed that path of technology getting bigger and faster 
more powerful. And it enabled us to put bigger and bigger data onto our technology and do cleverer and cleverer things. And that was really the key to the business. Fascinating. I mean, you you said it so well, it's sort of the fire of having to make it a success often is driving a lot of entrepreneurs in those early days. And yet, you know, you, you were able to grow it. You were able to cross that incredible hurdle. Just bringing you back to the early days, did you ever aspire to be an entrepreneur? Well, initially, I didn't even think I would be in a career for the whole of my life. I thought I would become a housewife and have children. So I was not one of these women that started off with a, I know I want to be in work forever. The bug caught me and it caught me really big time. And the more I worked, the more I loved it. And so after a while, it became absolutely unthinkable for me not to work. And of course, when you feel like that, you then discover that the businesses that you work for have to believe in your power and your abilities. And the minute they stop investing in in what is coming next, the more you feel that's really bad news for my future. And so that's what drove me to an entrepreneurial lifestyle. Because when you can't persuade someone to do what you believe in, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, that, and that's another challenge that entrepreneurs face, which is, as you said, I think earlier about, you know, am I mad or is this real? And especially when you're in those sort of traditional environments where people can't necessarily see outside the box, um, you have to have a lot of confidence. So it's, it's kind of amazing to hear your journey because, as you said, you hadn't even intended really to stay in the workforce. But once you got in there catching the bug, you know, your experience throughout that period of being in kind of traditional corporate or even when you're running your own business, what has that been like as a woman? As I say, in the first instance, I found myself, you know, around really smart people. And I discovered that's what I loved most, being alongside people who were all brilliant at their own thing. And that has stayed with me through my entire working life. When, I am, when I'm not working, when we sold the business and retired for a year, that's what I missed. So, so being around clever people, I absolutely loved. And then the other thing that I discovered that I loved was the um, innovation, the kind of evangelizing about what you're doing, kind of pushing the edges to what's possible. Um, and that really became sort of part of our DNA, um, that beginning and sort of constantly investing in R&D so that you stay ahead of the curve. I think it's very, very easy to do something that works, find that it's profitable, and then sit on it and work it really hard. But actually, if you don't keep investing, sooner or later, someone catches you up and you're old news. So that's really what's propelled me forward to keep looking at the next thing and the next big idea. And so tell us about your current company. What do you focus on and, and what does it do? So StarCount was the next generation of data science. Um, so the data science that I was involved with and that most of the industry focuses on is what I call rear view mirror. It's using data that has already happened 
to predict what's going to happen. And that's really what most of the software and most of the learning um, is about. What we wanted to do was see if we could find big data that would be more real-time and would enable us to be more like an Amazon, which is if you're buying this today, you might also like X or Y. And that's really hard to do if you're not Amazon or Google because you don't have enough data. We focused on social media, which, of course, is one of the biggest imprints of um, data and people's um, pattern making, um, their their predilections for, you know, I love this, I don't like this, I share this, I talk about this. And so actually analyzing social media is quite complicated because you've got, I don't know, something like 1.4 billion people doing something every minute of every day and trying to make that into a pattern that you can understand that predicts what people are going to do, what they love, what they care about. Do they care about the planet? Do they care about plastic free? These are the kind of things that are the new challenge. So what I believe in is, so what I used to do was predict, um, you are what you buy. What I'm now looking at and now predicting is you are what you love. And most often, it's the things we love more than brands, more than products that drive our behaviors. You know, do we love being high tech or super cool, love the brands or love the planet? These are the things that define us and change us. And I think the things that are going to reveal more about our behaviors than anything else in the future. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You also started something called the Female Lead, which you launched in 2015. What, uh, what in your experience in the business world prompted you to start the Female Lead? So through my career where, you know, I had this amazing experience of working with some of the biggest retailers in the world. And, you know, we were able to engage in literally a joint venture with $80 billion businesses. You know, I was propelled into the boardrooms of some of these businesses where we literally became a hand in glove partner with them. So it's a very privileged position. But what was very noticeable was that all of these boards were male. And so the entire world of retail right across the world was dominated by men. And it, it, you know, it didn't stop me doing my job, but it was slightly uncomfortable at times because I do believe as women, we do express ideas in a slightly different way. And I think there's a sort of an adjustment that has to go on when you're in totally male environments. And, you know, having experienced this, I thought, how do girls, how do women see their way through this. You know, my strongest belief is you can't be what you can't see. And I couldn't see any female leaders. I couldn't see women of, you know, great strength, great success with all their stories. I couldn't see that um, as I went through my career. And that's what I wanted to reveal. That's what I wanted to tell these stories. And you have a you have a book coming up uh, this fall. Can you tell us a little bit about your new book? Yes. So we created the first book in 2015, and we had 60 amazing women. I mean, it was a glorious set of interviews with these women who, I suppose, reached the top of their field in lots of different ways, not just money and power, but in philanthropy and and in art or sport. So you know, really. In, and they told us their stories of how they got there and, you know, all the difficulties they experienced on their way. I'm sure you're very familiar with, with hearing these stories. So that was the first book. And we created films of each of those and shared them with 18,000 schools in the UK and in the US. Uh, we were a little slower in the US and we're still catching up not not for any reason other than it's a little harder to navigate the state system it, it, in america it's different in every state um but these have been very successful and we now have live female lead societies which the girls create for themselves we provide all the materials and we provide each term 
new stimulus, new ideas. And the girls actually run these themselves um, in their schools or in their universities, colleges. And so we provide the wherewithal and they run them. And um, we have about 1,200 live societies so far. And, you know, they love the content so much. And we wanted to create a new set of voices, a new set of women. And we wanted very much to speak to the challenges that I know you explore, which is what are the challenges that women are facing today? And, and right now we know COVID has hit women harder um, and minorities harder than any other uh, group, certainly the, the, the male cohort. And we want to start addressing the kind of questions that, that we've researched and found are the top questions that they ask. And in this COVID era, what do you feel is the biggest issue facing women right now? I think working from home has been um, mistaken for flexibility. And, you know, flexibility is absolutely not the same. We've revealed um, a psychological condition that women are more likely to experience, which we've called the unentitled mindset. So because of history around men and women, we can see that women come to work with a slightly lower expectation than men naturally have. And it's particularly apparent when it comes to processes in the workplace that are not transparent. And those processes are promotion cycles or um, uh, pay rises. These processes are very opaque. And they're not really clearly understood. Why does someone get promoted and someone else not? Why is someone paid more than someone else? And women's unentitled mindset is particularly strong at a time when they need flexibility. Flexibility might be caring for family, caring for children, caring for elderly parents. And because they leave the office at five o'clock in the evening or come to work slightly later, they feel that benefit offsets anything else that might happen to them in work. They might be slightly seen as a slightly less important employee because they don't conform to the normal rules. And this weighs very heavily on women. Um, and we can see that it has a really direct impact, particularly mid-career, to the point that we are losing women mid-career, particularly around the age of 32, 33, because the mental load that they're carrying, you know, means that conforming to be a great employee and to be a great wife, mother, carer, they're just out of sync, out of balance. And that's the thing we're really focusing on. Well, that's so critical. And as you said, it's been so exacerbated in this COVID environment. So we're grateful that you're focused on that. In this moment, which is so hard for so many people, what is making you optimistic? I think what we've been able to reveal is that there are a lot of myths around women. Um, you know, women are not 
ambitious. Well, that's definitely not right. Uh, we've shown that women are very ambitious and very confident about being ambitious. You know, are they risk takers? Yes, if it's worth it. Um, they absolutely are. Do they mind earning more than their partner? No, not really. But all of these myths have been put out there. You know, are women less committed to work when they have um, children or when they reach the age where they might have children? No, not at all. Because um, in the right situation, with the right um, support, they can still be the same brilliant employee that they were. And so I'm, I feel we have a chance literally to build back better post-COVID, you know, by revealing what is real and what's really holding women back. I think we can actually create a workplace, you know, where the model employee is no longer based solely on the idea of what a male best employee looks like. If, if we can find a new model, then I think we can release the economic value of what is 51% of the population. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This idea that if we could just fix the women, we would be doing better is <laughs> definitely a myth. And I think you've just articulated it so well. Again, Edwina, we're, we're really grateful for what you're doing, both on the big data side, but also in the women's space. It's a huge contribution. So thank you so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thank you, Kim. It's always great to hear from an inspiring leader who is helping to build the next generation. Here are three things I took from the conversation. First, when it comes to women in success, as Edwina says, you can't be what you can't see. For too long, women's voices weren't heard and their achievements were overlooked. But Edwina and the female lead are making sure those stories get told. Second, let's not buy into the old myths about women and their capabilities. As Edwina's research reveals, women are ambitious, they're confident, they're committed to their work, and they're risk takers when the situation warrants it. Finally, let's recognize that today's workplace needs to make changes if we're going to tap into the great and underutilized potential of 51% of the population. Edwina sees the post-COVID world as a fresh opportunity to restructure the workforce to give women the real flexibility and tools they need to succeed. Tune in to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she is one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. Have a great day. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.